Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hello, everybody. I'm Lou Dobbs, and welcome to The Great America Show. Great to have you with us today. Our guest today is the man who led the 20 reformers of the 118th Congress, and we hope all Congresses in the years ahead. Those reforms include giving our representatives the opportunity to amend legislation, time to read legislation before it comes up for a vote. How about that? And the motion to vacate, that is to call for a vote of no confidence in the Speaker. Greater representation on committees for the Freedom Caucus members, just some of the reforms won in the fight for Speaker that ended last Friday night. Our guest is Congressman Andy Biggs of Arizona. He's a former chairman of the Freedom Caucus. He serves on both the House Oversight and Judiciary Committees. And he led the fight last week to create greater accountability, transparency, and better representation in Congress. It was a grueling debate, and in the end, the Republic and the American people won out, largely because a handful of representatives led by Biggs persevered and stood up against the status quo. Congratulations, Congressman. And after that hard-fought negotiation, how are you feeling? I'm, thank you, Lou. That's that's very kind. I uh, I feel um, optimistic, uh, you know. But I temper my op- optimism. But I'm optimistic. Um, by the way, I would just tell you that the 20, uh, 20 people were great worked hard, um, held on, and and it was just the the pressure. Um, that was levied on on some of those people was absolutely, right. um, ir, you know, irrationally so. Uh, but, you know, we, we, we feel and we hope that we got something done that will be meaningful and lasting. Well, I have to say, uh, as we sit here right now, I think what you accomplished was extraordinary. I don't think there is any way in which what you did achieve, you and the, the 20, uh, did that it, it's it's reforming Congress. It's opened up the uh, the processes of Congress. I think most people, had it not been for you and uh, your your band of Freedom uh, Caucus members, uh, they wouldn't know that our congressmen weren't voting on every bill, uh, you know, and, and reading every bill, and being involved in every piece of legislation, but rather treated like uh, rubber stamps by the the membership. Uh, primarily rhino leadership, primarily Marxist dim leadership. Uh, that's a great achievement in and of itself. Yeah, I'm Lou. I'm not going to kid anybody. I, if we, if I would have believed that we could get that, um, I, I would have been totally sanguine. But you, you know, it it's just you. You start thinking about it. I don't think people understood exactly what you're saying. I did not know before I came to Congress that we that members of Congress don't take a roll call vote on every bill. Had no idea, and uh, we tried six years ago to to get a, make a change, and we came close within probably fifteen votes or so, but we couldn't make the change. Um, and you you start looking and you say, well, 
Well, how come they have these massive 4,000 page bills and then they don't give you time to read it? Well, that's because they don't want you to read it. And it's because they're giving Christmas trees out to everybody uh, or ornaments on every Christmas tree. So the point is what your wealth is well taken. I'm hopeful that that this is going to make a significant uh, long lasting change in Congress. And it, now it's up to us to as members of Congress to keep pushing to enforce that and make sure those rules uh, remain in place and are, uh, you know, enforced. If, because if they're not enforced, Lou, then it's it was for naught. Right. I, I And, of course, enforcement here requires the leadership of Kevin McCarthy, the Speaker of the, speaker of the 118th Congress. There, I have to say, he's off to a very good beginning. And I think Kevin McCarthy, I'll just tell you straight out, Congressman Biggs, I think he owes the opportunity to succeed uh, at an unprecedented level, directly to you and the Freedom Caucus 20. Your reaction? Well, I appreciate that. And, and you know, I, I kind of indicated to him, uh, you know, we're, we want you to succeed. <laughs> we want you to succeed. So, so go out and do it. And he's done some good things, Lou. I mean, he's already talked about he's going to take off Schiff. He's going to take off Ilhan Omar. He's going to take off uh, Swalwell off their committees and, and change them to different committees. That's appropriate. That's necessary. He's he's um, we've we've already run the the IRS bill. We've got some other bills that that are going to be coming through the rest of this week that are consistent with what we what we think is a, a good, solid uh, Republican agenda. He's he's uh, you know, we've got a Freedom Caucus guy who's now the chair of the Homeland Security, a Freedom Caucus guy uh, who's chair of judiciary. We're, and we're seeing um, a more proportional representation of the more conservative wing of the conference. And I I believe I believe that he is going to um, he's got a shot to really be uh, a speaker that has had a conversion and um, and live that live by this new faith, uh, which would be uh, transparency, openness, uh, a more conservative, more constitutionally oriented Congress. I believe that that can happen. I'm 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 in on it. I'm in on it, Lou. Well, good, because you created that opportunity. Uh, and I know there's that you wanted more, and I'm sure Kevin McCarthy wanted to give up less. But that is, this, that is the notion of a grand bargain. Uh, when everybody gets exactly what they wanted, something's askew, uh, because otherwise there wouldn't have been a conflict to begin with. Right. I, I'm, I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm not a, in any way a Pollyanna uh, or a cynic. But I am, in point of fact, a skeptic, and I bring critical judgment to to most of my opinions. I'm not perfect in that regard, as as, uh, as you would well know. But I really believe this uh, represents an immense opportunity for the American people, for the republic. And frankly, if it hadn't happened the way it did, and you had gone to that final day of the week, uh, almost to the to the point of uh, passing midnight, to really resolve this. Uh, what was it uh, around? It was just after midnight, I guess it was, uh, when you guys came to the determination you could make a deal. Uh, I, I just think that it was so important to go the full distance. Uh, and, and you and I know every day you were under pressure to wrap it up. Uh, so good on you for not doing so. Uh, were you ever tempted to do that? Uh, I can say that I was not. Um and and try to instill that in my my colleagues but but the reality of it lou is 
a lot of people were telling me, this is messy, Andy, this is embarrassing, you're a clown, and, and all this stuff. And this is coming from donors and, and some, some high-profile people. And, uh, and, but, the, you know, Lou, uh, we knew that if you want to make change that, that has some kind of lasting significance, you cannot, the only way you would get it is to hold out and actually demonstrate the will to hold out. Because, because we, by the way, we gave most of these, this rules package to Mr. McCarthy last July, but he wasn't interested because he thought he was going to have a red wave. You, we, you know, and, and until, until you demonstrate that you, you can deny somebody and you have the will to do it, even at the point of perhaps risking political annihilation of yourself, <laughs> you cannot accomplish the great thing well there's an old saying that i like uh, as you know i was born in texas and uh, grew up out west so uh, this was a, a saying that always uh, you know i i thought of as a young fellow growing up uh, there are some fights just worth having and this was a fight worth having no matter the outcome this is a fight yes. that had to be and because of your integrity uh, your values and your courage this happened and that is something no one will ever be able to deny you. It is a, a hallmark uh, of uh, your courage uh, in the annals of congressional history, uh, yours and the 20 uh, Freedom Caucus uh, reformers. So I, I just want to say that out loud for everybody to hear how important this man and what he did is to all of us. Uh, now I want to know, was there more you wanted? that you thought was within your grasp that just you just didn't quite get? Um, it, you know, it, it was fluid, but I will just tell you that there's some things that I think in the deal itself or in the rules package that we just voted on yesterday that I wished would have been just a little bit uh, firmer. So, for instance, the, the germaneness. Now, this is probably getting into the weeds for, for folks who a little bit, but germaneness I thought has a pretty good it has a point of order. It has probably as good of a of a mechanism of accountability as you could get. But the but the single subject rule is is too too weak. I mean, it's a step in the right direction, but it doesn't have that same triggering mechanism of responsibility and accountability that the germaneness rule has. Now, why is that important? Because those two those two types. Uh, those two rules in and of themselves, there's what gives you protection so that when you go down and you think you're going to vote on a, um, let's say, a, a, a to build a freeway or freeway funding and someone throws in $30 billion to go to Ukraine, um, those, two bill, those two rules will prevent that from happening. And so I, w I wanted a little bit tighter language. And, I'm, and I know I'm getting into the weeds here, but, but you know, stuff like that uh, really, uh, really can make a difference. But, but by and large, uh, the the notion of of the appropriations process, moving, setting the baseline back a couple of years, giving us a chance to, um, uh, you know, have an open debate on the on things, to read the bills. I would have liked a longer period of time to read the bills. Those are little bitty things, you know. And my own thing, Lewis, is um, I. I doubted whether Kevin McCarthy was the guy who should be the Speaker of the House. I understand. I got a whole list of, of reasons why. But he, it was obvious to, to us that he was going to get the votes at the end. And so at that point, 
um, it was time to just say, okay, uh, you got the votes and, and th these rules are in place and there's going to be some exciting things happen. And uh, we wish you well. It's a clean slate for us. You're starting over anew. Let's see if you can, uh, if you, if your conversion is a real long lasting conversion and we pray that it is. Well, the, the motion to vacate uh, is helpful yeah. to assuring accountability in that regard. Uh, again, to the credit, uh, your credit and that of the 20. Uh, I, 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 it seemed at various points that it was uh, that the six of you, there were six of you, it seemed to me, who were the core of it all. Uh, am I right about that? Well, there were. There were six of us hanging on there at the end, um, and 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 so it became kind of an interesting uh, dynamic there uh, uh, as you as you get to that. But I would say that everybody played their role. I mean, so uh, mm -hmm. I tip my hat to like a Dan Bishop and a Chip Roy and Scott Perry who who um, said, "Well, let's see what else we can get uh, negotiation wise." So they negotiated a, a lot of these things. Right, uh, and and worked on the specific language, and then some outside side agreements that that see, some people say are an addendum. They're not an addendum to the rules at all. It's it's just how you uh, internally in the House uh, on the Republican conference, what are you going to do? So, so I tip my hat to all of those people, and 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 just I really tip my hat to to uh, Matt Gates, Lauren Boebert, Matt Rosendale, Eli Crane. What an what an amazing freshman, and Bob Good. Who just really um, held the line and said, and and we could deny it. We could deny it, and then, and then when when things started happening, and and he had the votes, or we knew he'd have the votes on Monday. It was like, okay, now now let's finish this thing off, and and we did, and and I'm grateful. It was, they they were great. They were great to work with. Watching the pressure that Matt uh, Gates and Lauren Bobert were in, and my hats off to all of you. Uh, but to, at one point, you walked over uh, and, and stood in front of them. And I couldn't tell if you were trying to protect them or if you had something to say or if you were counseling. What, what, was, uh, what were you doing at that moment, that dramatic moment in the, in the proceedings? Well, I mean, what was happening is, is you saw that, and there's, there's dozens of people um, roaring at them, and I and I was trying to protect them. That's what I was trying to do: get in the way and try to 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 push these people back a little bit. And um, and but you know, I didn't want any more. I, I didn't want physical, but I also you know, some of these people were saying outrageous things, and I'm not trying to live this up. I mean, it's time for us to 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 move on and and, right. and try to heal this thing. But I mean, I, I was just trying to trying to ameliorate and, and protect my friends who had been so faithful. Yeah, and and Lauren Lauren Bobert and and Matt Gates. Uh they were pivotal at the end and Matt Gates uh, rushing up uh, to the well and changing his uh, vote uh, on uh the motion to adjourn. Uh that that set it uh, set it all off for conclusion all of you voting uh present which gave McCarthy the opportunity to win the majority. Uh, did did President Trump uh, at any point talk with you? Did you talk with him? Um, he did place a call to me um, 
Friday evening, Friday evening, actually uh, during the recess time, I was actually walking out of my, my house to drive down here to the Capitol when he called and we, we talked for about 20 minutes. And, and were you, you and he simpatico uh, in what should be done and how it should go? Well, Lou, I don't want to talk about a personal conversation I had with, with the former President Trump. Um, just let, I'll just let you know that I expressed my affection toward him, and he expressed his affection toward me as our conversation wrapped. But um, <laughs> that's it. And that's all I really want to, want to well, say about that private conversation. Well, I understand that. Uh, I've had a few conversations with President Trump myself, and when they end that way, that's always a positive sign. Uh, and it is, uh, it, it's, uh, it's instructive in and of itself. I, I want to turn to, if I may, you're, because you're suggesting this, and as you say, and I agree with you wholeheartedly, it's why I am fully uh, supportive of Speaker uh, McCarthy, because it is, as you said, a time for healing. But I'd like to understand, uh, if I can, if McCarthy were to get wobbly, uh, in anything that in your judgment or that of your your, your colleagues, do you believe the motion to vacate is firm enough? Is it what you wanted? Well, I was never okay. So first, I'll begin by saying I don't think he's going to get wobbly. I don't. I think he's going to be pretty solid, and 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 I think we're going to help him remain solid. You know, we we kind of wrap our arms around him and say. Let's 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 get the job done and, and let's do it um, and go forward. We're in the unlikely case. I, d I personally have never been a big believer that the motion to vacate um, was going to be, uh, you know, the the panacea. Uh, and, uh, you know, I think but, but it is helpful. It, it I think it's helpful. probably helpful. But I, but I mean, if if you if you couldn't take him out to begin with, it'd be highly unlikely unless he did something really, really unusual um, that, that that would ever be triggered. And, and I mean, the bottom line is, I think more, to, Lou, quite frankly, in my opinion, more effectively are those rules that get into place on appropriations, on debate, on the right. single subject, on the germaneness. All of those, you know, th those are actually going to constrain um, any leader, we we said, look, whether it's you, Mr. McCarthy, or anybody else, Speaker McCarthy, or anybody else, we we want anybody to be tied to these rules. Um, if it, it was if it was my favorite candidate, if it was me, I should be tied to those same rules. Excellent. So the house, so the house could actually operate and function. So, yeah, I think I think that the motion to vacate is important. I think it's 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 solid. But some of my colleagues really put the hope in that, and and I'm I'm. A little less sanguine about about um, uh, a motion to vacate being being the end all, but I would say this: I think you're no, right. I, it's helpful. It is helpful. It's helpful, and I I'm not among those who thought. By the way, I'm not a person who thinks any of this is a panacea. Yes, uh, because uh, in my experience uh, as a journalist and an opinion host uh, over many <laughs> many decades now. If you don't, if you do not have an assemblage of people who have the, the heart, the courage, the values, uh, and the integrity, uh, there is no law, there is no rule on earth that can uh, can prevent uh, can prevent evil. I'll put it that way. 
and uh, but it certainly does uh, provide a guidepost for everyone. I'd, I'd like to turn to a couple of things very quickly here, if I may, Congressman. Uh, you tweeted out about, uh, well, we, we spoke here initially. You talked about uh, Green uh, taking over Homeland Security, uh, the former uh, Special Forces uh, doctor, uh, representative from Tennessee, taking over Homeland Security. Dan Crenshaw is out. Let me begin by saying to you, Dan Crenshaw moving off that committee, is that, that losing that chairmanship is a wonderful thing. I, I think the man is... Uh, he is John McCain uh, personified for the Republican Party. He is endeared to the left because he fights the right. Uh, and that is, to me, not not uh, uh, it is not ideal. Uh, I do think that Mark Green will be terrific. Your thoughts? Yeah, I'm very excited for, for Mark. Um, he's he's a good guy. I tell him all the time, you're a little bit too war hawkish for me, uh, Mark. Uh, you need to temper that. But but he's going to be good, and he understands also things like that, that the border security comes under that homeland security. And he and I have talked about the border. He's been down to the border with me. I've shown him, I've, uh, you know, so I've shown him a lot of stuff. And I'm hopeful that we'll see uh, not just um, a, a rest- restoration of prestige for America internationally, but also a strengthening of the American border. Yeah, I, I think you're exactly right. And I, I want to get your sense, too, of, you know, two, uh, two great Americans. And that is, of course, Jim Jordan and uh, and James Comer, uh, Comer leading oversight and uh, Jordan leading judiciary and the new Church 2.0, as it's being styled, subcommittee uh, going after the investigators, if you will, who have or who are creating more crimes than those they are investigating. Uh, your thoughts about how strong their role is, how well-positioned they are uh, to get done the people's business. Well, they're both very capable, uh, not just capable, they're talented and skilled. Um, and, uh, I mean, I've been talking to both of them for months. Um, we've sent, pr- uh, you know, preservation letters. They're, they're ready to get up and rolling and, and do this. I, I believe, and, and one of the things I was doing in between meetings and, and whatnot today is, is writing down uh, some, of the, some of the examples of, of abuse of the, of the federal police state against Americans over the last six years and, and beyond, actually longer than that. Right. These guys know this. They know it very well. Um, and they're you know, they're chomping at the bit to get going, but they've already been organizing uh, our committees uh, to be ready to, to, to go. And I'm, I think it's going to be off, uh, awfully strong and it's going to be an awesome presentation. And we got to get to the bottom of this, Lou, because as you know, we're, we're, we're talking dire straits what's happening in this country today. And, and to that point, Congressman, the federal government is rife with political corruption and corruption of all sorts. But the deep state uh, is, a, is now aligned with the, the Marxist Dems who control the Democrat Party, this White House, and they mean to destroy this nation. I don't believe anyone in your conference should doubt that truth uh, at, at this point. Do you believe, well, let me ask it this way. What do you believe will be required on the part of the Congress 
and I'm putting a lot on the Congress because you're the only uh, countervailing influence to this this madness of a, an, an administrative regime uh, and uh, the and the U.S. Senate. Well, I think is, what do you think I, it's going to take? Well, we're going to have to fight. And we're going to have to use every procedural tool. And and I know that some people thought that was a clown show last week, but I, I will tell you one thing that I think that uh, besides the rules and everything else, effectively, that effective uh, reward is the emotional boost, I think, to Americans who finally saw people standing up to fight against the status quo. And we have got to do stuff like that on a regular basis, use the procedural tools that we have, to actually step up and fight, um, whether it's the Senate or the or the White House, we have to use the tools that are left. I mean, we got emasculated with with the uh, the loss of the of the budgetary tools when when the uh, uh, omnibus went through. So we have got to stand up and use those tools, procedural tools, and do them courageously. And even though the pressure may be relentless. To have the will, that's what it takes. It takes the will and the leadership to stand up and say, no more, no more, and we're going to stop you. And it, with, you, you can do all, whatever you want. You can do performance art, perform, you know, just perform. But if you're not serious and don't have the will uh, and desire and courage to do it, then you'll lose every time. Yeah, I, I hope everyone... Uh, in every Republican in the conference understands that this is a time, as you say, to perform. Uh, it is a time not only to fight, it is a time to win. Uh, it is not only a, a, a time to uh, uh, make the American people understand the commitment to the values that, uh, that you all share, but it is also time uh, to make sure that everyone's at work. Uh, I can't remember who it was in the midst of the debate talking about uh, we can take four days to have this uh, debate over the the rules, uh, but we but people don't understand we we weren't working for six months of 2022. That has to stop too. There has to be engagement. This is not a sinecure that the American people sent everyone to Congress for. This is a job for the Republican Party. They've got to be out. They've got to outsmart the Democrats. They've got to outwork them. And I think that we saw that energy to do just that last week, thanks to you and your colleagues for standing up and standing tall and firm. We appreciate it so much, Congressman. We always, as you know, give our guests the last word. Your concluding thoughts, if you would, sir. Well, thank you, Lou. And I, and I would just conclude by saying I'm hopeful uh, you know, and I'm, I, I really believe we can get some good things done. But I also want to just take a, a moment to tip my hat to you for your faithfulness, your, your adherence to principle and patriotism. Uh, you're, you've uh, been there through sunshine and rain, and uh, I really appreciate that. And I just want to tip my hat to you, Lou. Well, you're very kind, and I thank you for those uh, kind words. I appreciate it. Uh, Congressman, thanks for taking time. I know you're just as busy as uh, you can possibly be. We thank you for your time and uh, all that you're doing for this great country of ours. Congressman Andy Biggs, a true, true uh, hero uh, in this uh, in this hour uh, when we desperately need heroes. Thanks so much. God bless you. Thank you, Lee. Thank you. God bless you, too. Congressman Andy Biggs, thanks, everybody, for being with us and here tomorrow. Another great American, Congressman James Comer, chairman of the powerful House Oversight Committee, 
a committee that has a number of demanding challenges before it, and among those challenges, investigating President Joe Biden and the accusations of rampant political corruption throughout the federal government. That's here tomorrow. Please join us. Until then, thank you, God bless you, and God bless America.